Everybody. Welcome to Haunting Live Podcast. Uh, thanks very much for tuning in on this Saturday evening. As always, uh, we appreciate your support. And uh, we reached a milestone this week. We have reached uh, episode number 30 already. So thank you, everybody, so much for tuning in all these weeks. Uh, we started back in March when COVID hit, and we've been doing all these different kinds of podcasts, trying different things. And uh, I just want to say thank you very much to everybody for all their support and for continuing to support us here at Haunting Live. Uh, we welcome you guys to the podcast tonight. Uh, we do have a special guest lined up here on the podcast tonight. Her name is Cindy McIntyre, and she is a medium as well. So we're going to be talking to her tonight about different things that she does in the mediumship field, as well as her business that she runs on the side called Trillium 2. So we're going to talk to her about that. And uh, so that's with that, just bring her in here and start the uh, talk with Cindy tonight. Hi, Cindy. How are you? Good. How are you, Trevor? Uh, doing great. Uh, thank you very much for coming on the podcast tonight here at Haunting Live. Well, thank you for having me. It's an honor. Yeah, it's an honor to have you too as well. Um, so let's start at the beginning. Uh, tell us about uh, how you developed your mediumship and uh, what brought you into the mediumship field. Well, it actually started for me as a child, and I would um, have very strong feelings, knowings, um, visions, if you will, of things uh, to happen, things to come. I was very lucky to be raised in a family that supported that. Both my mother and father really supported that. But I was actually very frightened of it. And as I matured and um, life went forward, I steered away from it as much as I could. And interestingly enough, I wound up working in occupational therapy and that's like all hands-on. And as a medium, I use psychometry as my entry. So it became so strong, um, you know, as I was working in the TikTok world that I actually made a decision to leave that and start a business that we now call Trillium Two. And that was, I guess, 25 years ago. And we've branched um, into different areas and just love every minute of it, quite frankly. Okay, so what, um, what does Trillium 2 involve? Like what different aspects do you do with your business? Well, there's, there are certainly are different things. Um, I do, like I'm obviously in, in the office or in the reading room right now with COVID. Um, but I take clients uh, daily when I'm not on the road. So we do a lot of uh, public um, workshops, open evening of channeling, different cities I'll go into. And we do a lot of search and rescue. Um, just basically whatever the, the need is, we try to, you know, fill that uh, demand, right? Mm -hmm. Right. And um, how did you find that transition between you learning your mediumship and into it being a full-time business so like was it an easy issue for you or did you have any difficulties uh, merging those two thank you that that's a really interesting question at the time i thought it was um, a pretty big deal um, to leave my job and especially not knowing anything about business i really didn't have a clear picture any guidelines i just knew that in my heart i i felt that I was meant to channel. 
And um, my colleagues thought I was having a nervous breakdown actually. So I, I went and I got a job as a waitress to try to pay my rent while I was building the business. But I was so bad as a waitress, I was fired five times. And I just eventually left that behind. And here we are, you know, 20 years later, 25 years later. So it's just been, I have absolutely no regrets of leaving the job. I feel that I did it as led of spirit. And, you know, I really do believe that we all have purpose and, and we're here for um, certain different reasons, right? And one of my reasons were to connect with as many people as I, as I could. Oh, right. Definitely. I fully agree with that too, that spirits do guide us. You have different guides in your life and spirits just in general will guide you on your path that you're supposed to be on. So um, that's great that they pushed you in the right direction and now you are where you're at now. Um, so what types of, I guess, readings and uh, mediumship, mediumship do you actually work on when you're with a client? Are, are there different types that you do or is there just one certain type of mediumship that you do? Well, there's a, there's a variety of different types of channeling and depending upon the need, you know, sometimes um, I'll just, I'll channel higher self to higher self. Other times I'll channel departed loved one. Other times I'm channeling remotely. Um, so it depends on the need. I, I do not use um, cards or crystals. I, I just, I don't have that talent. Um, my entry is through my hands and it's, it always is through psychometry. So yeah, mm -hmm. even if I'm reading uh, for a client um, on the phone, I'll take a picture of them and just lay my hands on, on it. And as soon as I'm connected, it's just like this flood of information comes forward. And you know, our job together is to put that information in divine order, right? Right, and um, yeah, psychometry is a different type of mediumship ability I'm aware of. Um, can you explain a little bit more in detail how that comes Definitely. to you or how you develop the contact with psychometry? Uh, psychometry, we, our belief is that inanimate objects hold, inanimate objects hold energy. And so if I were um, to work with a person in the office or on the road, I would ask for a set of car keys, say, for example, and just hold their keys for however long and it's it just all the visions start the impressions start um and i just follow the visions as they're presented to me so it's just it's been for me it's been something that i've been comfortable with um ever since the beginning i do have cards um but i do not use them professionally i'm just way too slow um but uh with the psychometry it's just immediate entry and, and I teach that as well. Like I'm teaching next Thursday, actually psychic development online course. And we will be talking about the different types of channeling and how to accomplish through those different types of channeling. So again, it depends on what the client needs. If they are wanting a connection to a departed loved one, or if they're wanting a connection to an, an animal that's crossed, um, there's all that kind of channeling, but it's all started with psychometry for me. Was there one point in your development or in your life that you were like, okay, this moment I can't use cards or I can't use normal mediumship. I have to go to psychometry. Like, was there some point? No. Or was it just a development thing? 
it no it was never i can't um it, it was more i was led uh, towards the cyclometry it what it came to for me it was time um just like the time involved um a reading through cards and i you know i have the utmost respect for those that do read through cards but um, I just, it took too long for me to get all that information. Um, but I mean, I, I encourage whatever the client, you know, feels that they're comfortable with, right? Like the students. Right. Do you feel that um, spirit guided you in any way Definitely. to be more leaning towards psychometry then? Definitely. I, I feel the, the, all, everything about Trillium too, it has been divinely led, like right from the beginning. There's just unlimited stories of supernatural happenings that there, there is no human explanation. And, you know, you just learn to trust that, you know, you learn to trust that and you learn to live within that. Um, so it's, it's endless. Yeah, it's endless. Uh, what are some of the benefits then of using psychometry that you have found? Like you've already said, it's faster for you. So um, are there any other benefits that you have found over the years using it? Yes. Uh, for me, Trevor, it, it allows my spirit to leave the body more completely or more fully, if you will. And I'm able to just get out there and extrapolate whatever the information is that is necessary and get back into the body. Um, relatively quick and and because of the number of readings that I do and and they're very they're in depth um, you know I think we chatted a little bit about search and rescue and for like just to obtain the information quickly in terms of you know a is the person here or in spirit b where are they you know all of that I can do quicker through the psychometry than I could through cards yeah, let's uh, switch topics now a little bit about that since you brought up your work that you do on the side as well for search and rescue. Um, is that um, with police services or is that with different services? Different services. Uh, most of my experience is with RCMP, um, but certainly different services. Um, it, it, it is truly a phenomenal um, opportunity. I'm honored to, to have work and, and work with some of the people that I do, but a recent search and rescue um, it was in Markham. There was a gentleman, an older gentleman, he was missing 71 years old. And I had channeled all day and my secretary didn't check the phone lines until very late that night. So when I got the call about this family, it was like one in the morning. So we, I, we set it up that I would be in the office and um, we'd start to work on the case. And I channeled higher self to higher self. And like we were less than 15 minutes into that reading when we were able to locate him and, and, and get him into the police hands safely. Um, One million percent led of spirit. That was just the, everything lined up in the right way for that gentleman that night. The, the story is actually on uh, our Facebook. And it's interesting because it'll talk like from the police perspective, family's perspective, and then from our perspective, like the prayer, the meditation, the visions that I was receiving, the girls on the computer, you know, doing the actual locate, like it, it's truly phenomenal. 
Yeah, that might be something interesting our viewers can go and check out on your website, I guess, and uh, see how you went through all that process. Uh, is it difficult for you to go into uh, a, a channeling session like that? Uh, to, is, do, I guess, do you use channeling to go into that type of session? Is that something you use? Yes, the, uh, it not it isn't really difficult, Trevor. Um, there's a lot of discipline required. I I personally require a tremendous amount of energy in order to get to that level of concentration where my spirit can leave my body and get the information. I exercise minimum two hours a day, and if I'm really really working longer hours, it'll go to three. And I challenge my body in every way I can. That's the only way I know how to get the type of energy that is required. Because you, you, you go through a lot of the emotion um, that your client is feeling, be it fear, exhaustion, whatever the case may be, right? So I've been very fortunate um, that the, the exercise was, for me, the best way to get in. And by exercise, do you mean physical exercise? Like, are you yeah, are, uh, um, doing physical things or is yeah. it mental exercise? Both, both. My day would start with, you know, maybe a three mile walk. If I'm alone, there's a lot of prayer and meditation. So I'm building energy, building energy. I come home, I'm on the treadmill for another 30, 40 minutes, and I'm connecting like telepathically, remotely with my client, and then I read. So I read for an hour, I get up and I exercise again. And then I read for another hour, exercise again. And then usually at nights I'll um, use weights or just change it up a little bit. It's the only way I know how to get into the trance and then safely get out of it. And that's another point as well, I guess you can bring up, right? Is um, once you're in a trance, uh, how much energy is coming through to you at one time when you're channeling something like that? Tremendous energy, tremendous energy. Um, I was um, uh, contacted three years ago uh, by a gentleman, Brian Spencer, and um, he wanted to promote Trillium 2. And he did just that. And one of the things that Brian was able to do for me was it's called rapid uh, channeling, rapid fire channeling. So I'm, I'm able to be in an audience now, you know, with 100 or 130 people and just go boom, 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 boom um, from like five minutes, you know, so that that requires even greater energy. Um, but like anything, the more you do it and the more you use those muscles, of, you know, because we know we're not, we're not operating from the conscious level. You know, I believe we operate from the metaconscious level. So it just, it, it, you develop it quite frankly, but it's always exhausting people. I don't think people truly understand how exhausting channeling is. Um, and, and I'm sure you would know that. Yeah, definitely do. Um, my partner, Chris, he also does channeling as well, as you know, and uh, it is quite exhausting. I remember the first mm -hmm. time that he went into a trance, it really actually frightened me. I didn't know what was happening at the time. And yes. uh, he explained to me later what was going on. But yeah, it did frighten me as my first experience seeing someone going into a trance. Mm -hmm. um, was there a time when some person, like a family member or something, saw you go into a trance yourself and they were like shocked at what it was? Um, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I, 
I, there probably always have been shocked by me because <laughs> I'm just so different. But um, I think everyone started to recognize um, that I was different, you know, at a very, very early age. The first time I remember going into a trance was um, when my father, our, our father had been in an accident and he was very, very um, injured and had broken many, many, many bones. And I was young, like I was like, I don't know, seven, eight years old. And I realized then that I could send energy to my father in, in the hospital because we weren't allowed in to see him. He was on a striker for six months. So I started to develop that energy at that point. And I knew that he could feel that. And that, that was, I think, the beginning for the acceptance of it as a, as a family. Right. So when you're trans channeling like that and you're sending energy out to somebody, whether it's somebody close or somebody that's a client or whatever, um, how, do, how do you know that that person is receiving the energy? Like you, you just said that uh, you know that person is getting it, like you understand the energy is going to them. How do you, how do you test that? I don't, um, I don't, um, but what I will, and I think Lisa, my sister Lisa would be better able to answer that because she does the healing work. But from my perspective, we'll do that, some, some healing or send energy. Um, an example this week was with Mindy and we just felt very, very led to pray for Mindy. And so of course you do that in, in, you know, in the quietness of your own day. And the next day she texts and she said, are you guys in prayer for me? Like this happened and that happened. And so you get little confirmations like that along the way as well. Right. So it's more of a after effect almost that they say something to you and, and following your uh, energy work that you know what happened to them. Mm -hmm. They'll come back to you. Yes, yes. Or like when you're telepathically connected to a client, say in a search and rescue, um, I will get confirmation, like little confirmations, and not, not necessarily from the client, but that confirmation can come from the police officer or family or, you know, like the, this gentleman that I was telling you about, um, he was from Markham, but I, he told me telepathically he was in Perry Sound. And um, by pointing to a highway, uh, 69, and so the people on the computer were like, blah, 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 you know. But 10 minutes later, the police called and they said they had just found his car in Perry Sound. So I think the universe, um, I think the universe spirit gives us those confirmations as we need them and not, not to feed ego, but to help the, our spirits continue in the work. So I really trust that. Right. Uh, we get signs all the time, I think, from spirit as well, right? Like anytime Absolutely. you're doing anything within the spiritual world, whether you're mediumship or you're doing card readings or you're doing just meditation, um, I'll see signs all the time when I'm just at home. Like, say, there's an object that came out of nowhere. Like we had a, what we call a port, uh, like an object will just appear that you don't own. You've never seen it before, but yes. it's in your house. Like, how did that get yeah. there? We yeah. just had that recently, actually. So, yeah. Yeah, I, the, yeah, absolutely. And, and, you know, I think for the clients, it's also very reassuring um, that they receive, 
you know, signs, if you will, from their departed loved ones, for example, right? And it's wonderful for them to be able to make that connection, whatever that connection it looks like for, you know, for that individual, whether it's an orb or, you know, 1111 or feathers turning up, it's, it's um, it, the communication is being strengthened. Right. And do you find that happens quite often after you do a session with somebody? Like, will they come back every, to you and say, oh, every, I've had this, I've had that? Every day, every day. Yeah. We're very, very, very blessed that way. I would say every day, every reading, actually. That's wonderful that uh, mm -hmm. that happens and you get that kind of confirmation right away. So, it, it, uh, it, What blesses me, Trevor, is the confirmation for the client. You know, like we grieve when we, we lose um, the physical body, right? And it's wonderful, like that just a little bit of their pain is just a little bit less in that day, in that moment. And hopefully they can build on that. Well, a lot of the times too, I find when something like confirmation happens, uh, that person is able to go beyond that grieving process and just <laughs> accept it a lot easier. So, Yes, I think it does open up uh, the door for them or, you know, I think a different way that to look at that is it's the third eye. It, you know, it, once that third eye is open, then away we go, right? So they are able to have more and more and more of the, the experiences that people such as yourself and Chris and have probably every day. Um, I, I, when I teach the course, the, the very first thing I, I try to get through to the clientele is that, you know, we try to dispel the myth that there's only a select few uh, you know, called into to, to become a medium. I think we all have that ability within us. Um, the truth of the matter is it takes a tremendous amount of discipline, a tremendous amount of love and um, an unwavering commitment because it's, it is exhausting. You really truly have to love what you're doing because long past any of the highs that you receive, you know, you're, you're tired a lot of, you're, you're tired your soul is tired yeah that's just it right it's your soul it's your energy it's not just your physical body that gets tired of it you do really have to love what you do and um, i know you do and i feel that we do as well so um, we have a passion for the paranormal not just the mediumship so everything involved in dealing with the paranormal so it's talking mm -hmm. to people it's talking about the history it's finding out the information and getting the results in the end whatever they may be so mm -hmm. yeah mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's we take yeah we take cases the same way that you take clients. Like we have to dive into a head first and just do the best that we can with it. So we do um, another one of the services uh, before COVID, and we'll certainly uh, we're working on actually a way to continue doing our cleanses now. But we will go into a client's home or business, say if it's a law firm, um, then you know we would go in and cleanse that energy of any negative energy that's lingering or in that particular case they may have been working on some hard cases so you know we go in and we cleanse we cleanse we cleanse um, my sister and I are actually going to do a cleanse um, but and just be super protected this time around but we do that as well and you just never ever know what's going to happen you know on a cleanse and I'm sure you know that yourself eh? 
Yeah, we do for sure. It's uh, you never know what happens in the world of spirit. They have their own ways of making sure that you get your information and things done the right way. So, I think it's really important that we um, protect ourselves and that we teach our clients um, how to protect our, our themselves. Like, you know, when you enter into this this realm, um, as surely as there are like the angelical, if you will, realm there's a darker force out there as well. And you want to be super, super careful and, and protected um, of that. Uh, so what are some of the ways that you like to protect yourselves before you go into a case? Well, depending on the case, but always, always, always prayer, sometimes prayer and fasting, um, a lot of affirmations, a lot of decrees, um, not accepting any, any energy that is contrary to our highest good that day. You know, the energies return to the universe. You know, they're free, we're free. Amethyst at all times, like just different crystals. I, I have not studied the crystals that my mother certainly has. And um, we take amethyst for divine protection, but mostly through prayer. Uh, just asking for divine protection for ourselves and the client. Right. Have you ever encountered something where you've had to do that sort of extra hard? Like, was there ever like a more difficult case where you're like, I really need to protect myself on this one? Yes. Recently, my brother and I were in Hamilton and um, we had been asked to go in and cleanse um a beautiful home it, it was an eight million dollar home and there was only one person that lived in the home and the owner was actually in a different country and he you know he they didn't tell us anything about it but they did want to send um one of their vehicles to come in and get us and a limousine and my brother said no thank you but because we start to build energy in the car as we're getting there right and when we got there, we realized that there was something incredibly, incredibly different about this particular cleanse. We were met with bodyguards, et cetera, et cetera. And almost three quarters of the way through the cleanse, I noticed that my brother, he just took the lead. And he positioned himself in such a way that I was able to fully see his aura and, my, and the client's aura. And what was happening is he was pulling out um, this energy from her and she was just full guttural, you know, my name isn't da da da, you know, and then it just this other entity spoke through Paul and it was wild beyond words. And he actually fell ill for a month afterwards. It was um, an experience that I will never, ever, ever forget. The place was just full of... You guys would love it, actually. <laughs> it was just full of supernatural phenomena. So um, not to put a term on it or anything like that, but was it more of a demonic type case then? Or? Yeah, uh, definitely. Yeah, definitely. And a part of my job in, you know, in doing the cleanse, as we're doing the cleanse, uh, a part of my job is to identify at what point did that uh, entity enter this woman's body? Why did, had it entered the body? And what was it planning on doing? And in this particular case, it had entered her about 12 years prior. And the sole intention was to, to, to kill children, and especially boys. And 
it, it was just crystal clear. And that's exactly what the family was fighting against. So, you know, you, when you're starting to identify that, that strength, that power, that energy, you have to be protected because it's, you know, in a greater authority that you can, you're able to take that, that out of that person, right? Right, definitely for sure, especially cases that have a negative effect like that, because yes. as far as I know from studying paranormal, like that energy can attach to somebody else if you're not careful enough, right? Absolutely, absolutely. Um, you know, and that is just so, so, so important. Um, I am very, very, very careful to not let a spirit enter me. Um, I do everything within my power. Now, if I choose, you know, for an entity to come in, that's different. Um, but I am very careful. The, my first experience with that, I was actually an arson case and I was pulled in to work on it. And uh, every night at midnight, and I was there four nights, every night at midnight, I wanted to walk and eat chocolate bars. And I don't eat chocolate. And usually at midnight, I'm sleeping. But we later learned that the person that had committed the arson was um, addicted to cocaine, cocaine crack. And their nightly habit was to apparently to walk and to eat chocolate. So I had to come home and um, my family helped me to, you know, get rid of that energy, that entity. So you have to be careful. Yeah, totally, 100%. Uh, what do you do after a case? Is there any kind of special rituals that you do for cleansing yourself afterwards? Well, definitely walking. Definitely, definitely walking. But once I have my own self back, I, I usually will come back with a loved one and, you know, just maybe talk a little bit about it or, you know, just... To tr the more exercise I get, the quicker I can come back. And, and sometimes it's just necessary to just da, 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 and then that's over, that's done. And then you're on to your next case, right? Right. You must have that capability of years of experience just to know when that energy is over, right? You must know it's like, okay, it's off of me and I'm done. Thank you. Um, that is something that you definitely always constantly work on always, you know, always, you're just constantly on that. And you know, like you can, you know, if there's an energy that is present, um, you can take on a totally different um, personality. Like a, another part of my work is I work with um, a few uh, psychologists and they are now looking at the whole metaphysical movement and, you know, say in the case of bipolar, um, you know, bipolar is, in, in your opinion, Cindy, do you feel that that's de demonic? And yes, I do. Not every time, but certainly a vast majority or suicides or whatever. Um, you can literally see the energy and I'm sure you guys have seen this, but you can see the energy attacking this person, their thoughts. So, you know, you do a whole lot of praying for them and, and uh, sometimes fasting. Yeah, definitely. Um, that's interesting, too, that you're working with psychologists and stuff like that, too. I think that's yes, great that, to connect both fields together because yeah, in yes, cases like are, yours, it like definitely will involve a lot of different people, right? So Thousands. Um, but they're also, um, Trevor, looking at uh, past life influences. 
um, and they want um, my opinion on, do you feel that this is a past life influence? Like, you know, and I find that most intriguing and that's only been within the last say five, six years, no, maybe seven or eight years. Um, so it's, yeah, it's been a true honor to, to work in that capacity. And, 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 and I think the more we can work as a team, I also have doctors that I work with. Um, and the more you work as a team, the, the more the person is hopefully gets helped or is helped. Yeah, totally. Uh, with cases like that and any cases that you do with clients, we always hope for the best result in the end and, uh, the best result that you can give them. Right. So, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um, let's switch topics a little bit and what else do you work on besides cases like that? I know you also touched on things like reflexology and stuff like that. So um, I am, I am a certified reflexologist, but uh, no, I'm full time in with the readings. Like it is my full time passion and has been for like 20 ish years, 20, 25 years. Um, it's what I do every day. There's, if I'm not with clients, I'm doing a cleanse. If I'm not doing a cleanse, I'm doing a search and rescue. If I'm not doing a search and rescue, we're doing a live channeling event in some city somewhere. If we're not doing that, I'm cutting my grass. <laughs> I love to cut my grass. Yeah, that's a sort of form of meditation, I guess, too, as well. It absolutely so. is. Yeah. And I disconnect from everything else. So it yeah and you know i i feel very fortunate for that like when i purchased this home it has an acre and a part of the reason i bought it was because it has an acre and so that takes me four hours four to five hours of cutting grass and it's just perfect until you know the fall winter so but that's how i get my vibration up right and it's also how i release 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 yeah, definitely need that release all the time, especially after energy works. So, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, um, so let's talk about your courses and uh, classes that you have coming up. Uh, what do you have yes. planned coming up for online courses soon? Well, before uh, COVID, um, it would take a year to get through all of our different courses. So we're excited now. We're you know we we're switching them up um, to online. And the first course is actually psychic development and it starts next Thursday. And my belief is that we all have that ability. And I really try to teach that to the clients and help them to understand, you know, how to get the information, where to go, like what different, what are the different types of channeling? What are the different forms? And then, you know, we work on focus and concentration and when, how to receive the information. So it's just, it's a lot of fun. And um, there's a lot of blessings. I've seen people come out of it and start their own business just because they, they, they really had a passion. They, they discovered they had a passion. So we're starting that next Thursday and it'll run for three weeks. And then after that, I will be doing a series of uh, workshops and meditations, um, contacting guardian angels, uh, past life regression, contacting departed loved ones. And I think they're running on Tuesday evenings. I'm not sure uh, it'll be on the Facebook. So everything we were doing out there publicly, um, we're doing now online. Yeah. That's great. So it's another way that you can offer your services during these times. So, 
and yeah, and and hopefully stay connected um, to the, you know, I think more now than ever, we need to be, well, I mean, I truly believe we're all interconnected. Um, but, you know, I think one of the blessings of what the pandemic is that it's really forcing all of us to grab hold of that and and to, to really truly care about one another. I believe that as well, 100%, because I think a lot of people have been so carried away with their selfishness, their one-on-one-person type attitude, and I think nowadays that people have, well, apart from people that want to go and fight against certain things, but that's their choice, but um, Mm -hmm. I think it's more important that people are waking up and realizing that, you know, they're not the focus of everybody's energy anymore. It's like you have to be aware of exactly. everybody else. Exactly. And, and, and that is a part of the message is collective consciousness. And, you know, I, I, I think many of us have been concerned about collective consciousness for years. Like you just see the, that sense of identity and that sense of self-importance and it, the whole spiritual component is just, it's almost non-existent. Um, you know, many, many times. So I think COVID is really helping to bring that back um, for, for many, many of us. Do you feel that during, since COVID has started, do you feel that uh, people are reaching a higher vibration? Like we're actually moving upwards more? Yes, I do. Yeah, I do. Yeah. For those among us that are on the path. Yes, I do. Absolutely. Yeah, I have felt that as well myself too lately. So I've actually experienced something just recently that um, I feel I've kind of jumped up a level in my mediumship abilities. So I think I personally have risen a little bit too. So yeah, yes, yes. And there's always room, A, for us to go higher, isn't there? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Well, thank you very much, Cindy. I won't keep you much longer. Um, Is there anything that you've been working on that you want to sort of promote or talk about before we go? Um, just as I mentioned, the online courses, and we have been able to, before COVID, successfully record um, three meditations. Um, my composer is Ian McNally. Uh, my, my brother is the writer in the family. They're beautiful meditations, but they will be offered um, through the evening workshops, and also I'm sure they'll put them um, up on Facebook or something. So we're really excited about that and just the, the changes that are occurring. So yeah. thank you so much. Yeah, just uh, everybody be open and aware of all the new changes that COVID is bringing, I guess. And uh, Absolutely. Especially if you're in our field, the mediumship field and the paranormal field. Um, actually, one thing I said right when COVID hit and we started doing Haunting Live podcast here um, is that people are going to be at home by themselves a lot more than they're used to being mm-hmm. and I think mm-hmm. a lot of people are going to be more open to things that they didn't know they had abilities of like if you didn't know yes, that you were aware so. of your medium you might start experiencing strange things and um, yeah. what would you say to somebody like that that might be experiencing things they don't know that, that they have I, I would agree I would agree we tried to start um, kind of the enlightenment if you will of this topic probably eight years ago, nine years ago, um, we addressed COVID um, publicly in a workshop called um, Back to the Basics. 
And um, it, 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 exactly what you just said, that was a part of the workshop that these, these experiences are going to happen as the superbugs arrive. And, you know, we tried to encourage people to become comfortable and familiar with it um, and not to fear it. There's so much fear around it. And, you know, so we, we, we tried very hard to help, you know, in some small little way prepare, right? So, yeah, and we still do. Yeah, that's wonderful. Um, I just had that thought a long time ago, and just as we were talking, it came back to me tonight here. So it's like, I wonder what her thoughts would have been on that subject as mm -hmm. well. So Absolutely. But uh, thank you so much, Cindy. Uh, it was an you. honor having you on Haunting Life Podcast here tonight. And uh, you're welcome back, of course, anytime you like here on the show. So thank you. Um, thank it was you. wonderful talking to you. Thank you so much. Thank you. God bless. You too. Thank you. All right, that was Cindy, everybody. Let me just switch off here. There we go. All right, thank you very much, Cindy. Uh, we want to extend our thank you to her for coming on the podcast here tonight. Uh, like I said, guys, we have reached a milestone podcast here. We are episode number 30 tonight, and our special guest was Cindy McIntyre of Trillium 2. She runs her own business and uh, does mediumship and psychometry and also does uh, search and rescue work as well. So she, uh, we had her on talking about some of her more interesting cases there tonight. So a uh, big thank you to her for coming on the show tonight. And it was an honor to have her on the podcast here on Haunting Live. Uh, so how is everybody tonight? Thank you guys so much for tuning in uh, and taking time out of your Saturday evening for joining us here on the podcast. And I just want to, again, at the top of the show, I thank you guys so much for coming in and supporting us every single week here on Haunting Life. We work very hard behind the scenes that you don't see, uh, getting information, getting guests coming on, and uh, trying to find uh, people to come on for the podcast that we think are interesting. So we hope you guys are enjoying the show and uh, continue to come back in and support us week after week. I just want to take a moment, since we have reached a milestone episode here, I want to say thank you so very much for all the support you guys have shown us, uh, not just for since we created Haunted Night Podcast uh, earlier this year, but for all the times. Uh, we've been doing paranormal investigations. We've been bringing you guys live uh, paranormal investigations on Facebook and different other things throughout the years. And uh, Chris and I just want to extend our gratitude and thank you guys so much for following us on social media and everywhere else. And uh, from everything from being on on our TV show back in 2013, uh, from doing different things like Paranormal Survivor that we were on, uh, you guys have just supported us all the way and um, want to say thank you for that to where we are now today. So um, it is episode number 30 already. So thank you guys so much and do continue to come in. Uh, we encourage you guys to come in on Haunting Live podcast on our Facebook page. Every Saturday night here, just like tonight at 8 o'clock, we bring you guys special guests and uh, different topics that we want to cover in the paranormal field. Um, we believe the guests that we have on are experts in their field. Uh, nobody is a full expert, but uh, we definitely want to bring people on that have had experiences in certain different fields in the paranormal and talk about what they do. So everybody does things in a different way, and that's okay. So we want to showcase that. Other than that, guys, um, usual spiel here before we sign off. Uh, coming up this week, we do have our third edition of our episodes that we just started with Chris. 
here at Haunting Live. Uh, Chris is doing spiritual messages from the other side night. Um, these happen every second Wednesday at, uh, what time is it, 8 o'clock? Yeah, 8 o'clock still, um, every second Wednesday. So the next one coming up is our third episode of that on the 21st of October. Uh, these ones are paid events. Uh, we do have a small fee for those events, so you guys have to go through if you want to join in on our Facebook event page for these ones and just uh, click the join button there and I think the cost is $4.99 US, so Facebook is in US funds, so uh, you guys have to go through that and just uh, pay for the event for that one if you're interested. But all donations from that event go right, right back to us here at Haunting Live Podcast to bring you more shows. So, um, yeah, and also, guys, we want to make sure you guys are aware. Uh, next week, we are off. There is no podcast for next week. Uh, we're taking a break for a little while and going to just have a self-weekend and enjoy ourselves and uh, just do some stuff on the weekend and take a break from the podcast. But when we come back, uh, it's going to be our Halloween episode. So we're looking forward to having our very special guest coming on for the Halloween episode, which is Giovanni Batiti. Uh, he is host of Rogers TV's show, Giovanni and Me. He also used to host the show Swap Shop on Rogers TV. He is a very hilarious guy, and uh, I'm sure there will be lots of laughs and stuff coming in on that show. So... Uh, look forward to having him as a guest on the Halloween special. And also for you guys, uh, just a side note for the Halloween show, I don't know how things are going to go. I uh, hope really well, obviously, but um, there might be a few things working against us on that night because it's going to be a blue moon, a full moon that night. The second full moon in October is that night. Um, it's also going to be our 31st podcast, so it's going to be on Halloween night on a blue moon so we shall see how things go for energy wise on that night but definitely looking forward to it for sure and also there's one more thing i want to mention before we go off air tonight here with you guys uh tickets for the queen's in event have been capped uh we are sold out due to covid restriction numbers uh they just recently a week or two changed the numbers on us again here in our area so we had to adjust our count for the event, but uh, it is still going on. We're still going ahead with it, uh, just with the limited number of people allowed in the building in person. So what we've done for you guys, if you are still interested in coming to the event, uh, you guys can join us live here on Facebook. Uh, along the same lines as uh, Spiritual Messages Night, it's going to be a paid event. Uh, so you guys can have to go through that specific event for the Facebook and join us on that day for haunting live from the queen's inn during the spiritual talk and with that um guys thank you so much if you do have any questions from tonight's guest um i heard there were a few questions in the chat tonight unfortunately our policy right now is when we do um a guest on it is just a strict live interview so uh the chat is still going on in the background and if you guys have any questions, uh, relay them to us afterwards, okay? And that way we can pass your message on to whoever the guest is of the night. Uh, but for the interview process, when we're doing it live, um, it's just a strict interview. So that's, uh, we feel, is more proper for the guest being on. 
and um, they can get their information out faster and more direct in that way rather than having them being interrupted by questions. So if you do have any questions, feel free to send them to us during the chat and we will pass them on to the person afterwards is the, the method that we use nowadays for our chat. So uh, that's about it, guys. I uh, just want to say again, big thank you to you guys for all your support here at Haunted by Podcast. It is our uh, milestone episode here, episode number 30. So we're awesomely excited uh, that you guys have followed us and supported us through all these times and all these episodes. And we do have more people coming on. Uh, we do have guests booked all the way until the end of the year now. So we're all excited about that. We have all of the spots filled until... Uh, the end of December. So we're looking forward to having more guests on here for you guys at Haunted Live Podcast. So thank you so much. I appreciate you guys for being here tonight and taking time out of your Saturday weekend to join us. And uh, just let you know that we greatly appreciate all your support. If you want to show some um, support back to us, feel free to go check out our website. Our website is hauntedlivepodcast.com. And on there, we do have everything from event tickets to uh, the next podcast information coming up. We have our YouTube channel directly on our website. You guys can watch all of our past episodes if you want to watch the videos of those. Uh, you guys can also go to our merch area. We have a whole bunch of items on our merch store that you guys are more than welcome to go and check out. And uh, different things that we use in the field, we have made available for you. So different crystals, different smudging materials, cleansing materials, uh, handmade items like uh, bags and feathers that Chris himself has made, so they're handmade as well. So uh, recommend that you guys go check out our merch area on our website at hauntedlivepodcast.com. So other than that, guys, thank you so much. Have a great weekend, and we will catch you on the Halloween episode on October 31st as the next podcast. So with that, guys, have a great night, and thanks for tuning in. And again, a big thank you to Cindy tonight. Have a great weekend, everybody. Thanks for watching. And of course, subscribe.